pleasure maneuvers now commence with Cigar Dave's International Lactation Ceremony, presented by Davidoff of Geneva, introducing the new Camacho Nicaragua, forged in fire, harnessing the wild flavors of Nicaragua. Camacho, live loud. Available at DavidoffGeneva.com. Here's the general with today's cigar selection. Ironic, we're talking about the Camacho because I have just selected a Camacho that has been in my humidor. The whole box has been in my humidor. I've got it, as you can hear, in my hands. And let me open this beautiful box. This is the Camacho Distillery Edition Connecticut. Comes in only one size, a Toro. This is a beautiful box, gold sprayed lacquer box on the top black on the bottom and as i open it up it reveals let's see i have got uh, just about uh, i think uh, out of a box of 20 i think i've got probably 17 cigars left that's good because these are very tough to get they're back ordered let me tell you the story about the camacho distillery edition in 2013 camacho overhauled their entire portfolio bands boxes some of the Blends were tweaked a little bit. They really took it from a nice brand to a super bold, in-your-face brand. When you look at the packaging and you look at the band and you look at just the overall presentation, it screams bold. Now, the Camacho Connecticut happens to be a nice, mild, creamy cigar. But they began experimenting with barrel-aged tobaccos. They launched the American Barrel-Aged Cigar as the first in their master-built series. And then they, in 2019, at the International Premium Cigar and Pipe Retailers Convention in Las Vegas, they launched the new Camacho Distillery Edition Connecticut. Actually, three versions, the Connecticut, the Corojo, and the Ecuador, all distillery editions. And what makes this unique is they take the cigar tobaccos, and they stick them in a bourbon barrel a bourbon barrel, and age them for six months. And the result is a very unique refinement to the cigar. They wrap around this Camacho Connecticut distillery in Ecuadorian Connecticut, a beautiful golden-hued wrapper. The binder is Corojo from Honduras. The filler, it is a three-filler blend. Corojo barrel-aged from Honduras, Generoso from Honduras, and Aleman Lejero from República Dominicana, Dominican Republic. It is manufactured at Diadama Cigars de Honduras. That is the Davidoff factory down in Honduras. One size. One size fits all. A Toro, my favorite size. Six inches in length with a 50 ring gauge. Suggested retail price. So this is going to be on the medium-bodied side, slightly more rich, flavorful than the original Camacho Connecticut. Comes in a uh, a beautiful, just the presentation, and it's got a double band on the bottom. It says Distillery Edition, six months. I'm going to remove the uh, band at the foot of the cigar. And the Camacho band says Connecticut Distillery Edition, so you know it's just not the regular Camacho Connecticut. It is a luscious cigar, very unique flavor complexions from the tobaccos that are aged in the bourbon barrel, and I have just taken it out, and I cannot wait to fire this beauty up. 
Cigar-altering and highly sharpened leaf-exposing device. Self-sharpening. Double-edged. Stainless steel guillotine in my hand, ready for cutting maneuvers. Maximum BTU flame-throwing and heat-producing apparatus. Got the Cigar Day Festivus. This was created by the Cigar Day R&D Laboratory geeks to commemorate the Cigar Day of Litation, the correction, Festival of Litation, along with the Hanukkah Festival of Light. So they created the Festivus, big giant tack, giant single flame, ready to go. Cigar, Cigar pre-litation checklist complete. No faults detected. Area clear of all enemies of pleasure. Approval to go throttle up in three, two, one. Effortless cut on this Camacho, Connecticut Distillery Edition. Let me toast the foot of this cigar. And as I look at this stick, just great looking construction, just has a nice presence, a nice visual presence. And I'm sure it's going to have an incredible taste presence on my palate, my highly discerned palate, highly developed palate, highly nuanced palate. Right, as I toast the foot of this cigar, taking my time, I shall now puff and rotate slowly. Mm. Oh yeah. Mm. Flavors of that Connecticut wrapper right off the bat. Mm. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Mm. Let me just blow on the foot of the cigar. Oops, I've got a little couple of spots that are still unlit, not lit properly. I want a nice even amber glow, so we'll just toast those just a tad. Don't have to overdo it. Ah, excellent. Now I have perfect even amber glow across the foot of the cigar. Let me take several puffs. Mm. Mm -hmm. Very nice. Mm. Mm. Nice creamy notes. I'm getting a unique taste on the palate, certainly from the tobaccos aged in the bourbon barrel. Almost a woody type of taste. Incredible aroma. Very pleasant, not overpowering. Almost a sweet, succulent aroma. Mm. Yeah, very nice. Mm-hmm. Nice sweetness, creaminess. This is a fabulous cigar. If you are looking for a cigar any time of day or night, it's not too overpowering, but flavorful notes of sweetness, notes of that nice bourbon barrel, the Camacho Distillery Edition Connecticut, absolutely lovely. Getting a little of that charred oak, almost a little spice to it as well, like a sweet spice. Mm. Outstanding. And now I need something to properly accompany this Camacho Distillery Edition, Connecticut. Scotch, bourbon, and beer. Commence thirst-quenching libationary maneuvers. Well, it is afternoon, and I am ready for an afternoon espresso. I have my espresso machine. The espresso has been ground, freshly ground, so let's fire it up, shall we?
Ah, oh, the aroma of that freshly brewed espresso wafting around with the blue smoke from my Camacho, Connecticut distillery. You know what? I'm going for a double. For my espresso today, I have selected, oh, the aroma is absolutely phenomenal, delightful, mmm, this is going to go perfectly with my cigar. Again, you want to balance your libations, your spirits, your coffee, whatever the case may be. So let me now take my espresso here and I'm going to put three drops of stevia sweetener in here okay and now I'm going to stir hang on a second here my little espresso cup there's my little spoon mmm mmm mm-hmm ah Mm. getting some very nice, rich notes of, ironically, espresso. We always say, when people say, what does the cigar have? What are the notes? Well, it's got some notes of espresso. Well, it sure does. By the way, this is the real deal. This is not the nonsense that you will find at some places that say we're going to give you an espresso and it's not that great. This is the real deal. And I'll tell you about the brand in one second. I want to take a few more tastes here. Mm. Yeah. Mm. That is certainly rich. Definitely a fuller espresso. I only put three drops of stevia. So what is the coffee that I am enjoying right now? Mmm. I'm enjoying Pion. Now, there are several brands of espresso that I enjoy. There's Cafe Bustello from Miami. Same thing with Pion. P-I-L-O-N. You can find them in your supermarkets. They come in like these freeze-dried bricks. But it's the true, authentic taste. You get that nice espresso with the Cuban coffee. Mmm. Mmm. Take another puff here. Oh, yeah. Very nice. Mm. Now, numerous brands. Starbucks has good espresso. Tons of other brands as well. You have a, you can get an, es- an espresso machine, which I have. I also have a real espresso machine where you actually have to take the, uh, grind the beans, and then you actually place it in, and the, the espresso is brewed. But what, no matter what, the aroma that you get from making fresh brewed espresso, absolutely delightful. All right, so let me take a few more puffs here. Mm. Take another sip. Mm. Mm. Very nice. Perfect way to enjoy the afternoon. All right, let me tell you about a story yesterday The College Football National Championship, Alabama, defeats the 
Ohio State University. And Sergeant Steve, I know that you were a big Michigan fan. You do, of course, know why ice is no longer sold in the Ohio State University Stadium. They forgot the recipe. Correct. Yes, indeed. You know, let's kick a team while they're down, shall we? The Ohio State Buckeyes. I didn't think they belonged there in the first place, but that's neither here nor there. But a team that did belong last year, the LSU Tigers, Louisiana State University. Tigers, led by their phenom quarterback, Joe Burrow, taken number one by Sergeant Steve's beloved Cincinnati Bengals was having a very, very good season until, unfortunately, he was injured. Hopefully, they'll get some more line protection for him, Sergeant Steve. They definitely need to upgrade the – and I think uh, – Hopefully, they'll they get have, what, any line protection for him. Yeah, any line protection. What, what are they, uh, number four in the draft this year? Five. They're five. So, there should be some good offensive linemen. Yeah, they available. should have been the third pick. They blew it by winning some games late. They did. Uh, but one of them was over Pittsburgh – putting the Bills into the number two spot. So I want to thank them for that. You're welcome. Okay. Now, last year, do you recall Joe Burrow after they win the national championship? Do you remember what he was doing? There's an iconic picture of him sitting on a bench after the game and also the uh, there's a great Instagram post that was created by the LSU of uh, – social media or, or video department that was phenomenal, showing Burrow doing what? Smoking a cigar. You are correct. By the way, can we say I will take smoking a cigar for 500 Alex? I think that's so iconic that we're going to pay tribute to the great Alex Trebek in perpetuity by saying that. Because to me, I don't care who the host is. Like to me, when, when you think about The Price is Right, you think about Bob Barker. You don't think about, who's the host now anyway? What's Drew Carey? You don't think about Drew Carey. You think about Bob Barker. Mm -hmm. So from now on, when I want to pose something, I'll say, I'll take, uh, who's a cigar connoisseur quarterback for 500, Alex? And that would be the great Joe Burrow. So last last night, he is on with Fox. They did a, a pregame show. Where before the college national championship. And Joe Burrow joined Joel Klatt, Reggie Bush, Monday night, Fox Sports National Championship watch party. By the way, Sergeant Steve, did you which which feed from ESPN did you watch last night? I mostly watched the main one, but I kind of I, I wasn't I, I wasn't actively watching the game. I kinda had it on the background as I was doing other things. So All right, I started with the main feed, then I went to the coaches feed. But it was kind of weird seeing all the coaches with no table and no snacks in front of them like in previous <laughs> years, okay, or beverages. And they're like socially distant. And they had one coach. I don't know who the coach was, but he was remote. He was at his home. I don't know if he – I think it's like he may be a coach for, I don't know, Louisiana or one of, the, one of the schools in Louisiana. I think that's what I depicted. I didn't recognize the name. But they had four coaches and uh, – Every year, I enjoy watching it because mm-hmm. you know they all each, they call each other coach. Will coach, and there, a lot of these guys are southern. Will coach, uh, I tell you what, that was a good crackback right there, coach. In between taking uh, tastes of their donuts or the potato chips <laughs> or the nachos that are in front of them and their beverages, and I love during the break they just keep a wide angle camera and they're going out to take a leak. They're going, you know, to stretch their legs to grab more snacks. But it didn't have the same feel this year where they're sitting, you know, like ten feet. Uh, you know, in a circle. It didn't have that same feel being around a table. But I watched part of that. 
But after them saying the same exact thing for about 15 minutes, mm-hmm. I kind of moved on. And they had another feed with Dan Orlovsky. I can't remember what that feed was. I like I watched Dan. that. Yeah, he's very good. I watched him. He's a better analyst than he was a quarterback. I'll say that. Yes. I watched that for about 10 minutes and then went back to the main feed. And as far as I was concerned, the game was over at halftime. I fell asleep watching at, literally at halftime during the halftime show. I just conked out, fell asleep. Did you catch t- Kirk Herbstreet's comments shortly before the half? I, I, I was dying laughing. So Alabama Kyle scored. Herbie? Yeah. So Alabama was uh, scored with like 319 left in the first half. So they go up 28 17. And Kirk Herbstreet says, and I realize what he's trying to do is keep your interest, but. Well, you know, maybe it's a good thing that Ohio State, you know, that Alabama scores. Ohio State will have time to go down the field and score. Except Ohio State went three and out. Alabama scored again to make it thirty-five seventeen. Right, I did hear that. that. <laughs> yep, exactly. I did hear that. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah, exactly. it was a good. It was a good thing Alabama scored that early. <laughs> yeah, listen. Whether you like, I'm not an Alabama fan. Well, I was rooting for Alabama yesterday because my dislike for Ohio State is yes. far more tremendous than my dislike for Alabama. But you know, Nick Saban is like to me a Democrat. I'll tell you why. When a Democrat wins, let me go back. When a Democrat loses, they're miserable. When a Democrat wins, they're miserable. They're always miserable. Do you ever notice that Saban just all he could be up 99 to nothing or 99 to minus 28, and he's still got this look of the scowl, this look of misery on his face. Yeah, but his center loved him. Did you see him after the game? No, because I was I fell asleep. Oh, so uh, the center who who tore his ACL. Uh, Remington, who's like the uh, the offensive lineman of the year, candidate, whichever Remington Award or whatever else. Um, so he gets he put in to just t- to do the snaps for the kneel down. So you know he's not going to get hurt or anything. So he put him in, and he's loved by his teammates. So as soon as the game ends, that center picked up Saban and carried him across the field. <laughs> Saban's oh, kind of really? like, "Hey, put me down, put me down." <laughs> <laughs> Look, the guy produces players that go to the NFL, uh, most of them succeed. Some don't. There's been some duds along the way. But most of them seem to do pretty well. He's developed a, an incredible program. I don't know what his graduation rate. That I can't tell you. I can't speak to that. But ultimately, in terms of the most successful college football coach of modern times, our times, let's say, over the last 30 years, there's nobody, I think, even close. Uh, you could you could say he's the greatest of all time. Yeah, I mean, you, you could make a case for Bear Bryant. You could schools. make a cares, case for a few others. But, yeah. I mean, I, you know, no one's going to think twice if you said Saban's the greatest coach of all time. Yeah. Now, in, in the NFL, what's interesting is he wanted to, when he was head coach of the Miami Dolphins, he wanted to sign Drew Brees. Mm-hmm. And the Miami medical team looked and said, nope, we don't think uh, he's worthy. And that was the beginning of the end. And as we know, Drew, as Paul Harvey would say, now you know the rest of the story. Drew Brees goes to the Saints. They win a Super Bowl. And at the end of that season, it was sayonara for Saban. And he goes to Alabama. And some people said, well, maybe he'll go somewhere. Where's he going to go? You're in a great position. You know, when I hear these coaches that have been somewhere for a long time, that have had tremendous success, and then somebody else comes along and says, well, we want to hire him. It's like I'm here, Dabo Sweeney. Why would Dabo Sweeney want to go anywhere else? He's making loads of money. He built the program the way he wants. He's got an incredible facility. Why do you want to go and start that over again? I get if you say, well, it's a challenge. But to me, 
why do you want to go anywhere else? And when I hear these rumors, oh, you know, maybe Saban will go here or there, I'm like, squash the rumors. Saban is in, yeah. what? what is Saban, 70? Yeah, everyone thinks Dabo's going to go to Bama when Saban leaves. I don't buy it. Because he's, buy it. He's, a, he's an alum of Bama. But, you want to follow I, Yeah, I don't want to follow Saban, him. come on. Follow him. You've created an incredible legacy at Clemson. And Clemson is going to reload. There's no doubt about it. They played a lousy game against Notre Dame. They should have beaten Notre Dame. They didn't. They had a flat day. He'll reload, no problem, just like Alabama. And chances are we could see both of those teams again. But going back to Joe Burrow, interviewed by Joel Klatt, Reggie Bush, Last night, Fox Sports National Championship watch party, and there's that iconic picture of Joe Burrow sitting on a sofa outside in a hallway, smoking a cigar with his a victory cigar with his leg crossed, and he just looks so relaxed. His arms up on one side of the sofa, he's got the cigar in his mouth. He just looks like he's got the world by the nads. And so they asked Burrow about that particular uh, picture. And here's exactly what he had to say. Yeah, so they were handing him out in the locker room. And K.J. Malone, who is the son of Carl Malone, they have a, a cigar company. And so K.J. had a bunch of cigars passing them out. He was a uh, assistant strength coach for us. And so he was passing them out to everybody. And mine was about halfway gone when they said it's time to do media. And I didn't really want to <laughs> give it up. So then we went, we went to the little loading area um, before the the uh, the press conference, and that's where that picture was taken on the couch, right in the little waiting area to go out on stage. Hey, hey when when you saw it, you had to kind of chuckle and be like, "Man, I didn't intend for that, but that is awesome." <laughs> yeah, it was it was pretty cool. You need oh, to have that pic. You need to have that picture framed and up on your wall somewhere, man. No doubt. Oh, it's, it's it's in my basement. Don't worry. It's down there. <laughs> Great picture, iconic, and if I'm not mistaken, last year's game was at the Superdome in New Orleans. Correct, Sergeant Steve. Correct. Okay. Now it is coming back to me that there was a security guard that started to make a big deal because they were smoking cigars in the locker room. And then finally, another senior security official, you know, it was like a rent-a-cop, came out and said, back off. And that was the end of that. They were smoking cigars. And interesting, Carl Malone, I did meet uh, a couple of years ago at the Cigar Retailers Convention in Vegas. And uh, he does have his own cigar. And actually, he pulled me aside. I was walking by. I wouldn't have recognized him because I'm not a big NBA uh, fan. Uh, but I certainly know who Carl Malone was, played for Utah for many years, great player, and pulled me aside and said, hey, I want to. I, I, I know who you are. I want to just uh, give you a few of these cigars. Will you come by my booth later? And I said, I, I'm doing a few interviews now. I promise I will come back to your booth. And uh, I came by later and actually he's got some pretty good cigars and a uh, nice guy. So I think that was great. And certainly by Joel, not Joel Klatt, by Joe Burrow mentioning that cigar, I'm sure we may see some increased sales for Carl Malone's brand. But that was interesting story how that all came about because I remember seeing that saying, that is the bomb. You and, and then that, you and I were texting each other that night. Uh, exactly. After watching the game and seeing that. Yeah, and Sergeant Steve, let's see if we can post a link at cigardave.com and our social media. And by the way, there's going to be a special edition of Bold Alpha 
that will come either later today or tomorrow. Probably tomorrow we're going to fire the bold alpha up. We're going to talk about censorship and social media. I don't call them big tech. I call them evil tech, but I'll get to that. If, you, if you've not subscribed to Bold Alpha, make sure you do a search in your favorite podcast aggregator. Bold Alpha, two words. Subscribe. You will catch that tomorrow. But I, we'll put a link to the Instagram or the whatever. They had a video that they ran, and it was phenomenal. I mean, great music, the cigar. It just, it was the bomb. So, And I, I like Joe Burrow. I think he's just a low-key kid, and I was glad to see that he had success with the Bengals, except, of course, down the road when he plays my Buffalo Bills. That I don't want him to have too much success on. But I think, Sergeant Steve, that's the new crop of quarterbacks coming in. Josh Allen, Baker Mayfield. Although I'm not a big Baker Mayfield fan. Joe Burrow I like. Um, Do you realize Baker Holmes. Mayfield is the oldest quarterback remaining in the AFC playoffs at 25 years and almost 26? Meanwhile, the not... NFC has three quarterbacks that are 37 or older. I did not know that. I didn't. Well, let's see. Who are the remaining? You got Rodgers, Breeze, and Brady. Yeah. And then you got and, and then uh, nobody knows who the quarterback for the Rams yeah. are going to be yet. Golfer Wolf, Wolford are right around Baker's age, and then Baker's older than Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, and Lamar Jackson. Well, I can tell you one quarterback that's probably not going to be making it to the playoffs again. Big Ben, I think he's finished. He's done. Sayonara. He said yesterday, "I hope that." The Steelers want me back. It's I'm not a, sure at 40 million they want him back. It, yeah, it's a 41 plus million cap hit next year if he's back. Right. I think his days. Are, he just they were pretenders most of the year, even with that 11 and 0 record. I think he's done, and I think they may have some rebuilding ahead. We may see Boo-hoo. Big Ben Andrew Breeze gone this year. Uh, yep, exactly. Look, you're seeing a changing of the guard. Think about mm-hmm. it. Those quarterbacks have been around 15, yep. 17, 20 years. And Philip Rivers may retire too. Philip Rivers, when you think about it, Rivers, Breeze, both were on the same team, the Chargers. Mm-hmm. And Big Ben came out of, wasn't he out of Ohio or Marshall? Miami. Come out of? Miami, Ohio. Oh, Miami of Ohio. That's right. A Mac school. They produce some good football players. So now you're seeing it's a generational change. Every 15, 17 mm-hmm. years, you start to see that. But now what we've seen is players before their lifespan was 10, 12 years. Now quarterbacks you are seeing if they – Train properly year round, which is what they're doing. You're yeah. seeing guys that are lasting. 14, well, you can't, you 15, can't hit them years. anymore. So, well, that's another thing. It's very different than what it used to be. No question about it. But you're seeing a different type. Before we said, oh, you got to have the classic pocket passer, and now what we're seeing is the the more athletic, the more mobile quarterbacks that yes can stay in the pocket, but when need be, they can escape and they can run. So lots of changes going on. All right, one thing I do want to tell you about. Speaking of a change. Every month, if you're a member of the Cigar Dave Officers Club, the cigars you receive changes. And to start off January 2021 for this month, we are featuring the Alec and Bradley Kintsugi, an elegant line of medium-bodied cigars that second-generation cigar makers Alec Rubin and Bradley Rubin have created, made down in the Racist Cubanas factory down in Danley, Honduras. Four sizes, a perfect medium-bodied cigar, absolutely love the cigar, great band. And people have been saying to me, what is kintsugi? It's actually a Japanese art form where they take like different pieces of art or uh, uh, vases or, or other artwork that have cracked, and they put them together, and it's got all this crackling-type look. In fact, when you look at the kintsugi box, it looks like kintsugi art. I don't know how they came up with the name, but it is a beautiful cigar, We've got, uh, let's see, 
They're go- originally, we thought they were going to be going out this week. I just talked to Ralph Montero of Alec Bradley Cigars. He's down in Honduras. He said, General, I will not release these cigars for another week because they need to stay in the Cedar Aging Room. I smoked a few today. They're great, but they're not outstanding the way I want them. I need another week of aging. I said, okay, listen, no problem. Our officers, club members, they'll understand. So these are going to be shipped out probably around the 24th, 25th. So maybe right at the end of January. But remember one thing. These cigars are the latest and greatest. You are amongst the first in the country to enjoy these cigars. So the Alec and Bradley Kintsugi will be shipped around the 24th, 25th of this month. And if you want to join the Cigar Dave Officers Club, Every month you'll get three fantastic cigars, such as the Alec and Bradley Kintsugi, the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. Next month we're featuring a portfolio sampler from Crowned Head Cigars. Got great selections planned for 2021. $22.95 per month. You get three great cigars. Month-to-month membership. All the details at CigarDave.com. My suggestion, head over to CigarDave.com. Click on Officers Club. Get all the info. Frequently asked questions past selections, this month's selection, and you can join, and you will be thankful that you did because your palate will expand. You will find yourself saying, man, I would have never bought that cigar, but I love this cigar. Now i got to go get that. Or a cigar maybe you're not familiar with or a new cigar, then you you smoke it, you say, that's it. Got to add this to my humidor. It's a wonderful way to expand your cigar connoisseur horizon. So go to CigarDave.com. Now click on Officers Club and make sure you join. Cigar Dave, the general saying, Mayor Humidor, always be full. Mayor Cutter, always be sharp. Mayor Ashby, extra, extra long. Semper Delictatio, always pleasure. Long live the alpha. Make America great again. Make masculinity great again. Screw the enemies of pleasure. Live it up.